All righty. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello. Nice to see you. For those of you who don't know, my name's Danny. I hope you're having a nice afternoon so far. Welcome to Q, and a big welcome back to Ant and Chris, who've been away for a few weeks. Now, here at Q, we are on a quest. Would you not agree? Amy is on a quest. Is anyone else on a quest? Now, you might, some of you might be thinking they're going, maybe, I don't know. Um, I want you to have a little think tonight and in this moment now. What might be your quest? We're going to walk out these doors in an hour, an hour and a half. Would you like to be any different? Would you like to have moved forward? Would you like to have considered life a little bit more in the hour and a half? Because you could walk out the door a little bit changed if you want to. Now, um, here at Q, we are all on different kinds of quests for different things. Now, we've talked about being on a quest for joy or a quest for spirituality or relationships. And uh, we will claim truth wherever we find it. A lot of us have grown up in a Christian tradition, and this is still a Christian church, so a lot of us find that truth in that. But we just watched Kung Fu Panda. Was there truth in that? Yeah, there was truth in that that inspired us. Last week, we did a whole uh, afternoon on armistice and remembrance. Joel had that great thought from Sarah McGill, Middleton, sorry, on uh, armistice. And who went away last week inspired about dealing with something in their life? I know we've had conversations with people who, because of the hour that happened last week, because you engaged in that, you went home said, actually, I don't want to settle for armistice in my life. I want to have peace. So relationships have changed because people engaged. So I think that's really cool, and that's good news. So in the Kung Fu Panda we clip we just watched, he said, you need to let go of the past. Those of you who have been paying attention will notice we showed that clip last week. And the reason I wanted to show it again was because I feel like last week we really dealt with the letting go of the past bit, and I think that's really important. But he then goes on to say, all that matters is who you choose to be now, what you choose to be now. And I thought it would be quite cool this week to think about, okay, let's think about now. Because you can let go of the past and then almost sit in a vacuum, but it's important to consider what we want to be now. So tonight we are on a quest for the present, this moment right now. I have a little riddle for you, which is, how can I be somewhere and not be somewhere at the same time? How can I be somewhere and not be somewhere at the same time? Does anybody find themselves being somewhere but not being somewhere at the same time ever? Anyone? I do it all the time. In fact, I'm brilliant at it. Someone will be talking to me about something and it's like I'm there but I'm not really there. Anybody, has anybody had an experience of a conversation with me where they're like, yeah, okay, thanks. So, like, I was there, but maybe I wasn't really there. Okay, I want us to consider that tonight, because if we fail to be present, if I fail to be present, then it affects my quests for good relationships. My friendships aren't going to grow if whenever I'm with my friends, I'm not present. And it sounds like a really weird thing, because you might be thinking, well, you're always there. How can you not be there? So often... In this moment right now, you might not be thinking about what I'm saying. You might be thinking about what somebody else did on the, in the road on the way here or how your kids were really annoying yesterday or the fact that you're worried about what's going to happen in the football or what's happening tomorrow or your boss this week. It's so easy to not be present here. And I think when we're not present, we miss stuff because there is amazing things happening in us and around us all the time. And I think tonight I want us to consider... I don't want us to miss that stuff because there's good stuff happening all around us all the time that we so easily miss when we're not there. 
Okay, so tonight we have some great songs. Joel and Connie are going to bring a great song from Glee. We've got a song by a guy called Jason Mraz that we're going to play to you. Um, Anth is going to talk to you tonight about a concept which, if you will be present and embrace it, will help you make your stressful life a lot less stressful and a lot more manageable. Hands up if that sounds like good news. Okay, so we've got that tonight. Uh, we also have some great videos, one from a guy called Alan Watts, who's an amazing philosopher, and also the great prophet from the Kung Fu Panda that we've just watched. And Ruth Devonport is going to be sharing Q without you. So, Poe said, all that matters is what we choose to be now. So what I would invite you to be tonight is present. If you can be nothing else, be here, be present, try and engage with what's going on, because there are great things that you're going to hear all night. Let's watch one now. All right, so how many of you are warriors? Some of you didn't put up your hand because you're worried <laughs> that by admitting that you're a worrier, I'll ask you to do something that will worry you even more. I know that I'm in the presence of uh, my own kind because I tend to be a bit of a worrier as well. So I want to illustrate something I've just taught you tonight. So I need a couple of volunteers like Christoph and... Uh, and Leah, will you help me please? All right, if you can stand there, Chris, Leah, come here. Okay, so the problem with life, and Jesus talked about this during his great message in Matthew chapter 6, was figuring out what it is we can handle and what we can't handle. You may not believe it or not, but you have been equipped to handle something, but not everything. So for those of you who feel guilty and condemned because you can't handle everything, you were never supposed to. Come on. So the problem is not that you feel guilty that you can't handle everything. The problem is that you're trying to handle everything. Because you were never made to handle everything, but you were made to handle something. And Jesus talked about what it was that we were made to handle. Now, here's the problem, Chris. If you can take this end of the scroll, there's two, and, and Leah can take that end, and you can roll out that scroll. I'll show you what the problem is. See, here's the problem. The problem is I can't... If, if I get a hold of tomorrow, I, I can't deal with today, and, and yes, if I go after yesterday, I, I can't deal with tomorrow, and I can't deal with today, because I was, I was never supposed to. In fact, Jesus said something in this, in this um, message that he gave in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Now, I don't know about you, but I find that like a good preacher's statement who stands up here and says, hey guys, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, and you think, well, that's fine, but there is such a thing as worry and there is such a thing as tomorrow, and they both bother me. But he said this, for, each, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, each day is enough for you to handle. Now, you might not think that you can handle each day, but just very practically, I want to show you what happens. If I start to wind back in... 
my tomorrow and my yesterday, my past and my future, and I don't make that my concern, but I allow it to take care of itself because remember, the past does not exist. Except in your head. It doesn't even exist in God's mind because he said he forgets the past. It, It doesn't exist. And tomorrow is a fantasy of the imagination. How many of you have ever reached tomorrow? There's not a single person since humanity was on the face of the earth who has ever reached tomorrow because lo and behold, when that thing called tomorrow that we were worried about, when we arrive there, lo and behold, it's not tomorrow because tomorrow's the day after that and when I get there, it's the day after that. But I always arrive at a place called today. But the interesting thing is when I arrive at the place called today, I can handle that. I have been designed to handle one period of time alone and that is today. Now there's another wonderful verse in the Bible that has been special to me for many years. Here's what it says. It says, it's coming up. New every morning. Go on, we can find it. There we go. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions, or in some versions it says his mercies do not fail, but they are new. How often? Every morning, great is your faithfulness. The promise is of the faithfulness that will bring enough mercies into every day to equip me to handle whatever it is that I will face. Now, the reason we can't face it is because into that today, we try and drag tomorrow. Or into that today, we allow the past, yesterday, to sneak in. And then we find it's all getting... It's all getting too, too wide and I'm, I'm about to drop it because now I can't handle it. But you see, when we, because of the mercies of God, bring it into today and today alone, there is sufficient mercies every day to deal with absolutely everything that you will encounter. You have been graced for today. You have been graced for now. The greatest name in the Bible that God was ever given was when he met Moses at the burning bush in the book of Genesis, no, the book of Exodus. And in that, in that moment, he said, this is my name. Moses said, who shall I tell them is sending me to deal with today? He said, tell them I am is sending you. You see, God is the I am because he lives in the now. And when you will live in the now and appreciate and understand and accept the mercies that are on your life and not let the past condemn you or the future intimidate you, you will find there is a miracle that's new every morning because of the faithfulness of God, which is the grace that you have been given for every day. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. So... There is one other thing I want to give you. There was a, a wonderful lady by the name of Corrie Ten Boom who with her father and sister and mother and her household in Amsterdam back in the Second World War were hiding Jews from the Germans who had now occupied Holland and who were looking for every Jew they could find in Amsterdam. And Corrie Ten Boom and her family hid Jews that were being looked for by the Germans. What it got for them 
was a train ride. That train ride was to a concentration camp where they, along with the Jews, were incarcerated for the rest of the war. And during that time, uh, her father died and her sister also died. But Corrie ten Boom went through that whole war in the concentration camp until she was released. And instead of saying, I hate my past, I can't deal with it, or I have no future because of what's happening, this is what Corrie ten Boom said. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its problems, it empties today of its strength. And the reason you don't have strength today is because tomorrow is emptying you of your strength. It's not giving you strength. And you're not emptying tomorrow of its problems by thinking about tomorrow. Nor are you emptying the past of its condemnation by dwelling in the past. But when you come into the now, the place where God is most present, and you will be present with that grace that is on your life, the truth is it will not empty today of its strength, but strength will rise in your heart, and you will realise I am more than enough because of the grace that's on my life to take hold of today, and they are new every morning because of the faithfulness of God. Okay, I love that song. It's lovely. Um, I love the line in it where it says, I'm letting myself off the hook for things I've done. I let my past go past, and now I'm having more fun. Who wants life to be more fun? Life should be fun, shouldn't it? And I think it isn't fun when we just are stuck in the past. So I feel it's really important that we live in the present. Now, we have a slide here. It says, this is Eckhart Tolle, the guy who wrote the book that Ruth was just talking about. And he says, presence is when you're no longer waiting for the next moment, believing the next moment will be more fulfilling than this one. I'm just going to read that again. Presence is when you're no longer waiting for the next moment, believing the next moment will be more fulfilling than this one. It hit me this week when we were thinking about the idea of living in the now and living in the present and being present, that we have this phrase that we use that, oh, that person really has presence. And it's kind of a weird concept. I wonder what we mean. I was thinking about it today, thinking there's something where it's about substance and that you kind of really see the essence of that person. So there's something kind of powerful about it maybe, that actually when you're with somebody and they feel they have presence, it's like you really get them. Do you know what I mean? I think one of the things I'm learning personally at the moment is because of the personality that I've grown into or the personality that I have or I've chosen, however you put it, I have this tendency to uh, perform a lot of the time. So a lot of my life is just trying to be what I think people need me to be. And the idea of being present has been a real challenge for me this week. Because for me, it's really about um, honesty and letting my, I guess, letting my guard down, actually truly being honest about what I feel, which isn't something I'm very good at naturally, which is why it's great to have people around you and especially Joel and Amy are people in my life who will point out things that I don't know about myself and I think it's really important that we have people that you that can point that out for you sometimes because we're not all as aware of ourselves as we should be now when we were thinking about this this week um I was thinking yeah I want to be somebody who has presence and is present and I was asking myself well, why why does that matter good question <laughs> I think the way it matters is because life happens now, doesn't it? Like life 
like Ruth was saying, life doesn't happen tomorrow or yesterday. My life is happening in this moment right now. And if I don't stay present, then actually I'm going to miss my life. My life is going to go past in a blur of worries rather than an amazing experiences of incredible moments that I could have. And I think that whole thing of presence is that actually, I think each of us are absolutely incredible totally beautiful, amazing, at the core of who we are is brilliant. And so often we are so worried about, oh, what will people think in the future? So I've got to be something different or I've got to act like this or we kind of morph ourselves and don't be that presence that we really are because we're not staying in the moment. Okay, so um, I was chatting with Joel actually about this this week and what he brought up was a really important point was that just because we are present, it doesn't mean everything's going to be lovely all the time because actually some present moments are painful and they're difficult and sometimes like remaining like being honest isn't the most pleasant thing always sometimes it's hard and but I feel like if we're on a quest for relationships then we're going to have to have those moments where that stuff just comes up and you have those uncomfortable moments because they're a part of the journey to somewhere else beautiful I think part of um, our quest for justice we've talked about that if you have a quest for justice, it's not always going to be an easy breezy ride sometimes because the things that you face and when you notice things that you're like, that's not all right, I need to challenge that. It's not always an easy ride. Um, and so actually living in the moment, I think we have to because if we don't, we're not going to change anything. If we just go to our happy place and go somewhere else because we want to feel better, that's not always going to create the kind of change that we want. Okay. Um, there are people in this church who are old in years, but are not old in presence. Would you, would you agree with me? There, there are people that you meet and you think, you're 10, but you seem like you're ancient because you're, just, you're not living in the presence. I'm not seeing that presence of your spirit. But then there's people, some of our young at heart people are really young at heart. And the reason that they're young at heart is because they aren't like, well, in the good old days back then when everything was amazing... It was life was miles better. They're like they are living in the moment. Like they they're here in this church of a that is we're revolutionary. We're thinking up all these new thoughts, and they could go to any old church where you're sticking with the beliefs of the past, but they're remaining present. And I think that's what keeps us young as people as well. That actually, if we're willing to constantly live in the moment and be present, then I don't think we're gonna get old in that sense. Okay. Anth mentioned the ancient story of Moses. This guy is talking to God, like you do, and he says, uh, what's your name? And God says, and I was thinking this is really interesting, he could have said all kinds of things. He could have said, well, I'm the guy that made the entire universe. Or he could have said, I am the great and incredibly handsome designer of all things. He could have said, uh, I'm the one who's going to judge everybody at the end of the world. He could have said, well, let me just show you all the things I've done in infinity and eternity, but he just said, I am. And I think there's something for all of us on two levels here. One, on our quest for spirituality, some of us freak out, and I have done um, from, from my upbringing often, because I thought that God or whatever the source of all things is, was somebody who would never accept me as I am. They, I would have to be something else. So like when I've got my life sorted out, then God will accept me. Or actually, when I'm perfect all the time, then he'll accept me. Or when I have sparks flying out of my fingers, then 
me and God can kind of connect on the same level. But he's just saying, I am. And also, like Amp was saying, there's great uh, bits that people have written in the Bible about how they say God is somebody who says, I will remember your sins no more. It says that love has no record of wrong. So the idea that when you approach the divine, or if that's something that you think about, the idea that you can just come as you are, because God is just as he is. He's not dressed up in all these robes or has any pretensions. He's just present. Okay. So why don't we stay present in the moment? Why do we often go outside of that? I think a lot of it is because of worries of the future, but I think mainly the thing that has happened in our existence is our past, and that's the massive influencer on us. And I once talked before about how people in ancient times didn't believe that the future was in front of them. They believed that the past was in front of them. So they kind of moonwalked through life because the past was what they were looking at all the time and their history. Um, so we're going to finish with a song. So if the band want to get ready. Um, Jesus said a phrase quite often. He said, you have heard it said, but I tell you this. He was quite a revolutionary person because he was coming into a context where people had thousands of years of tradition. And he was saying, okay, so this guy Moses, he said this, but I'm telling you now this. So was this wrong back here when Moses said it? Is, is Jesus coming along going, actually, that was never true all along. This is true. This really inspired me this week. God has spoken throughout history, or inspiration has come to many people. You can look through all cultures in all kinds of places around the world in all times. Things were spoken. We will have an unhealthy existence and an unhealthy faith, I believe, if we constantly look back and say, well, it said that then thousands of years ago, so that must be true for me now. It might be, but I believe God is not that I was, but he's the I am. So if we're looking for a living faith and we want our soul to be alive and present, we need to be saying, okay, what is the but I tell you today? Because actually Jesus was 2,000 years ago. So what is it that that spirit, that essence of the energy that created the universe, what is that saying today? And also, look, up, look back on your life and you'll think of things that were said to you. And that's what we talked about last week. You brought the pieces of paper to the front and people said, well, when I was a kid, someone said this. Or when I was younger, someone said this. You have heard it said. I don't know what's been said to you. But there will be all sorts of things that you have heard said in your life that you've taken on board and that's created who you are. But that's who you've been up to now. The question that Poe puts to you from Kung Fu Panda is, what matters most is who you choose to be now. So this last song is all about... A lot of what Ruth was saying. Okay, so they say this, but what do you want to say today? And what might the divine God be saying to you today about you? Because all of that has got to help us live in this moment more fully, more alive. So yeah, may this week we know that we are loved and that we are beautiful and that we are free in this moment right now. Whatever the past is, we can let go of that, but also embrace what is being said in this moment. Are you with me? Excellent. So when Danny said about this conversation recorded in the ancient text of the Bible, where Moses said, God, who, who, who do I tell them sent me? And 
And God said, tell them I am. The one thing from that is that he was saying I'm present. Now, I was kind of raised with the idea that God was in control. It was a phrase I was told, God is in control. Um, I've, I've grown in, in, in the last 10, 15 years to say if God is in control, he's doing a rubbish job. Some of you might find that a terrible thing to say, but I look at what happens in the world. I look at the pain people suffer. I look at the, I look at the disproportionate anxiety that falls in some places and say, if God is in control and God is love, he is doing a terrible job. So you say, what's the conclusion? The conclusion is God is not in control. We are not puppets in some divine play. But actually at the root of this is a relationship where we're in life but he is here with us and he is present. And uh, the issue is to look for and to know that presence. You know, Jesus said, come unto me all you are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. I don't know how that mystery works. I don't know what the mechanics of it are but... I've been around long enough to know that there is something mystical, something divine, something amazing that in the melee of what we call life, there is a peace that can be found, there is a presence, there is a help within it all. It's not what it stops, but it's what we find we are empowered to go through. And life's not fair. You know, some of you think life's unfair because... You could only buy three coffees this week because you didn't have enough for four and other people could buy six. You know, give me a break. I mean, you know, we could talk about a lot of situations where life is not fair, you know, the why me. And when people say lightning never strikes twice in the same place, you need to talk to some people because they would adamantly disagree with you and say sometimes, and it's a bit sad if you're the person where lightning strikes twice in the same place place the issue is that for all of us in all our issues in all of our pain he said I am he is present there is something about when you connect with that 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 opens a window and and somehow through that window flows a grace and a tenderness and a kindness and a mercy and a strength and a help and if you're asking me to make sense I could give you the old uh, you know full-on evangelical thing about you know come to Jesus everything will be okay pray this prayer and it's all fixed which is fine for those whose issues are not that big and do get fixed, but for others who kind of didn't get what they were looking for, it, it all sounds very hollow and empty. The one thing I do know is about God with us, God for us, with us, always, even to the end. The great encouragement I can give you today is if, if you will stop trying to deal and worry about this thing called future, and if you will stop coming under the condemnation and horror of this thing called past and coming to the now, there is something in that present because that's where he lives. That's where he exists. He doesn't exist in the past. He doesn't exist in the future. He exists in this moment right now. And I think the content's been great. I thought what Ruth brought was fantastic. If you, if you can embrace that moment and understand that he is with you, he, she, it, so even for some of you, the idea of God being a he is a problem. The idea of God being a being is a problem. For some of you, the idea of God being a force of substance is a problem. So, so that's your worry. Stop it. What matters is there is a presence. 
and that presence is here. And relationship is about receiving, connecting with, and allowing. And I know that if you will receive, connect with, and allow that presence that is the one who says I am, that you, have, will, you will have every mercy, every grace that you need to deal with everything that you will encounter today. And as you step in tomorrow, it will be the same. Because he said another thing, because I am, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The idea that some of you have been told that God left you and God forsook you is a lie. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, however you feel, whatever the circumstance, the situation. So I know for every one of us that presence is there and it's for us to relax into the now and say, if you are, I am, and I am, then we're one. It's only when I will be and I was, if he is, I am, you're not one. But if you say I am and he is I am, there is a oneness in that moment that allows all that heaven promised, whatever that means, whatever heaven is, wherever heaven is, however it exists, all that's in the divine, everything that touched creation, everything that's here to work and be present in you. Genesis 1.1 is not a story about how the earth was made. Some of you are like, yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It's a model of how you go from chaos to order, from darkness to light, from nothingness to something. That's what it's about. And when that breath, that word, that moment, that I am comes into the thing for every one of us, there is something that invades our darkness, stands in our chaos, comes into our nothingness and says, because I am and because you are, I am, let there be. And just like in Genesis, it says, and there was and there will be for you. I bless you tonight. I pray you'll receive that and that you as I am will be one with I am and then the kingdom comes in you. Amen. Amen.